Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hey, women's basketball fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. I am your host for today, Erica Lindsay Ayala, usually on with you Tuesday, Thursday. We're doing this one on a Wednesday. It doesn't really fit with our essential resources theme, but wanted to give you some updates around women's basketball, some COVID-related updates, other things of that nature. And then for tomorrow's show, for Thursday's show, I'm going to do a 2020 year in review, give you some of my favorite women's basketball storylines as we get ready to say sayonara to 2021. What are your New Year's resolutions? What are some of your plans for 2021? We're actually going to hear from the one, the only, Gino Oriema on the topic of uh, New Year's resolutions. He was asked by a reporter for, I believe it was for SNY, and I think had a, a very interesting um an interesting answer, as did Avina Westbrook reacting to how she and the rest of the team reacted to his news of his resolution. So we're definitely going to give you that. We'll close the show out with that. But but first, as I mentioned, going to give you a few uh, updates in this first segment. And then, and then again, tomorrow, you're going to want to listen in, tune in to Locked on Women's Basketball, because I will have a, a more from around women's basketball, not just college basketball. We're going to talk WNBA. We're going to talk international. We're going to talk some of the personalities and content creators. And so I think it'll be a fun show for Thursday. But let's get into some of the news around women's basketball. And of course, one of the big storylines coming into the NCAA season was that Kara Lawson took the role of head coach at Duke. Now, I went to school in North Carolina. I did not go to Wake or NC State or Duke or UNC. I went to Elon University, but I know the Battle of the Carolinas well enough to know that you have to pick a side when it comes UNC or Duke. I didn't choose either, but I certainly, um, <laughs> I've, I've always uh, found Duke a little bit of a harder pill to swallow. Uh, you know, Elon, go Phoenix. Phoenix pride through and through. Um, so when Kara Lawson took the role, though, I did find myself becoming a little bit more invested in Duke. Uh, not so affronted by the mere mention of their name. And so that is a coup in and of itself. But of course, Kara Lawson uh, taking that role. There's been a lot of great content around Kara Lawson and the Duke team, which is why it was really tough to hear that women's basketball will end their season. I'm going to read the statement that was posted by Duke Women's Basketball on December 25th. Yes, Merry Christmas. The official statement from Duke Women's Basketball um, came out at 5.46 p.m. The Duke Women's Basketball Program will not play the remainder of the 2020-2021 season due to health and safety concerns stemming from COVID-19. Quote, the student-athletes on the Duke women's basketball team have made the difficult decision to conclude their current season due to safety concerns. 
said Michael Schoenfeld, Vice President for Public Affairs and Government Relations and Chief Communications Officer for Duke University. We support their decision as we have supported the choices made by all student athletes at Duke during this unprecedented time. Duke will maintain our current schedule of competition in other sports and will continue to observe our rigorous health and safety protocols, which include daily testing for all student athletes and are based on guidance from leading medical experts. The Blue Devils had played four contests in the first year under head coach Carol Lawson's Duke debut. Before pausing basketball-related activities on December 16th due to COVID-19 positive cases and precautionary contract tracing measures among individuals within the travel party. So that's coming from Duke. Um, so I saw Doug Feinberg from the Associated Press uh, talk about it, but I want to go over to ESPN, Michelle Vopel, talking about the decision. Um, and here's the first two. Um, let's read the first two paragraphs here. The Duke women's basketball team announced on December 25th that it was canceling the rest of its 2020-21 season because of COVID-19 concerns. But questions remain about how the program made that decision and what's next for it and its players, especially since neither first-year coach Carol Lawson nor anyone from the athletic department has publicly addressed the decision. The Blue Devils are the only Power 5 team in men's or women's basketball to end their season early. All Ivy League schools and some smaller conference programs opted not to have a basketball season at all. The Duke women, who have played in 23 of the past 25 NCAA tournaments, finished the season 3-1. and one. It goes on to say, Duke's expectations for this season were not high. Still, there was excitement about the new coach and era starting in Durham, North Carolina. Uh, so the questions here that I think a lot of us have, um, what has Duke said since canceling its season? The only public comment from Duke came in a news release Friday, the one that I read earlier. Um, will Duke's men's team continue to play? The Duke men have not played since December 16th, and the Blue Devils' scheduled game against Pittsburgh on Tuesday was postponed because of a positive COVID test within the Panthers program, unrelated to the women's decision. The Duke men are next scheduled to play at Florida State on Saturday. Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski has been among the most outspoken coaches in college basketball about the need for caution in attempting to play during the pandemic. Krzyzewski called upon college basketball leadership to consider a pause on December 8th and Blue Devils and the Blue Devils subsequently canceled the remainder of their non-conference season. Quote, people are saying the next six weeks are going to be the worst, Shisesky said. To me, it's already pretty bad. On the other side of it, there are these vaccines that are coming out. By the end of the month, 20 million vaccine shots will be given. By the end of January or in February, another 100 million. Should we not reassess that? See just what would be best? So um, that's... That's some of what Michelle Vopel is saying. And here, let's just go back to women's basketball. Uh, this is the question posed in the article. What are the Duke women saying about the decision? Duke hasn't granted interview requests with players, but senior Jade Williams has made multiple posts on Twitter since the Blue Devils canceled the remainder of the season. 
Our health and safety is our number one priority, Williams wrote when posting Duke's announcement on December 25th. The next day, she tweeted, There are more than enough resources to make sure all competing teams are getting tested every day. If you want entertainment, then make the playing field make the playing fields, courts, etc. safe. Uh, another tweet is embedded into the article, uh, this coming on December 26th, uh, from Jade Williams. I'm amazed at people. To clarify, we together as a team decided to opt out of our season. We are in a pandemic still because not enough people are taking it serious. Basketball players are not just entertainment. There shouldn't be casual attitudes about COVID now, a year in. Um, I'm, I'm agreeing with all of that. So coach K from the men's program, obviously talking about the vaccines from the quote that was in again, Michelle Vopel's article, I will link that for you. Also mentioning that the, the vaccine, uh, there's changes happening to the COVID landscape, the vaccine being one of them, but also now there's a new strain that has said to have reached the United States, which is anywhere from 50 to 75% more contagious than the original strain. Um, and so it looked like what Coach K was asking for is, hey, let's just see how this vaccine is working. You know, but 100 million vaccines administered by by February, you know, maybe let's um, maybe let's uh, see what's happening here. And, uh, you know, it's wild uh, to say that people are still dying. I mean, there's a representative elect that unfortunately just died of covid complications in Louisiana. So, I mean, this is very serious. So, um Duke is one of the teams that has since uh, canceled their season, but they're not the only one. This is coming from, I'm reading this on ESPNW, but it's associated to the Associated Press, if you will. The SMU Mustangs opt out of the remainder of the women's basketball season. The SMU women's basketball team has decided not to replay, not to play the remainder of its 2020-21 season with players opting out because of health and safety concerns surrounding COVID-19. The school said in a statement that while the players agreed all possible steps and precautions had been taken to keep them healthy and safe, they decided, quote, that the totality of the circumstances was resulting in an in-season experience that they did not wish to prolong. Athletic director Rick Hart said it was a difficult decision for the players to make and that the school supported them. The women's basketball team was 0-6 overall after losing its first two American Athletic Conference games. Other SMU programs will continue to compete as scheduled. So, um, yeah, this is really real. Um, it created a... I, I just want to read that last or that last piece of the quote again, um, because I think this is extremely important. The totality of the circumstances was resulting in an in-season experience that they did not wish to prolong. And that's the thing. It's quality of life, testing time after time after time. There's an anxiousness and an anxiety as you see people dying around you. Maybe people have lost uh, family members, friends, etc. Um... I mean, this is a highly contagious virus, and I, I'm glad that student-athletes are taking this into their own hands. I remember talking, and we're going to talk about UConn in a little bit, um, including that Gina was asked about um, 
to give a reaction to to Duke, and I'll play that for you in a little bit. But um, you know, Gino has talked very openly about the struggles that he had after there was a positive test, not among any of the players or coaches, but within that top tier. So these are people that he and his staff have around athletes. And there was a positive test there and the guilt that he felt, the responsibility that he felt, even knowing or, or believing that he did everything that he could. But that's the thing. You can't control every individual. The best thing you can try to do is control the environment. And you can't do that when you leave. UConn just hosted DePaul. They have to know that DePaul is doing everything that they can. But then that's just the women's team. The DePaul men's team is currently on pause. Their head coach had COVID-19 or has contracted COVID-19. So there's just so many factors. Are we ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups coming up. Uh, the NFL regular season playoff picture is starting to become even more clear, and there is only one place that has you covered, and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action. Don't forget, it's promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus for your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. It's a lot. It's a lot. But that's, I think, the biggest news coming out of uh, the NCAA space right now is... Uh, of course, what's happening with, with COVID-19. I will also say that we got some WNBA news, um, and that came in the with the uh, Los Angeles Sparks naming Derek Fisher the general manager. Uh, there has not been a general manager since uh, Penny Toller was released, um, but this news came on December 22nd. Um, he was also renewed as head coach. And so, again, I will point you over to the next um, and, uh, you know, getting into a little bit of the Derek Fisher news. And so uh, for the next, Dave Yapkowitz writes about Derek Fisher. Uh, here we go. The Los Angeles Sparks have been searching for a new general manager since they let go of Penny Toller shortly after the team's 2019 playoff loss at the hands of the Connecticut Sun. And this week, they finally announced in their, their candidate in a reorganization of the team's basketball operations staff. Head coach Derek Fisher will serve as the Sparks' new general manager in addition to his duties as head coach. He will join Kurt Miller, Cheryl Reeve, Mike Tebow, and James Wade, holding dual roles as both head coach and general manager in the WNBA. I think I'd like to see the WNBA move away from that structure. I do think that there is something to having a general manager um, and a head coach be separate for the freedom that I think it allows each individual position to do. I, I, I could see um, 
certain athletes wanting to keep that separate and maybe finding it difficult just by the nature of the how the duties are aligned. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion, but I think I'm leaning toward having them be separate roles. But, you know. Betting on basketball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. I, like I said, don't have a strong opinion one way or another. But either way, I want to get into the biggies. So coming up next, we'll close out the show with Gino and Avina Westbrook talking a little bit about Coach Gino's New Year's resolutions. He's got two of them. And he might be over two in 2021. That's all I'll say. The new and improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. Built Bar has added six new flavors, including Cherry Barcia, which of course are in addition to their 12 original flavors. One of my personal favorites is, of course, Salted Caramel. I also enjoy the Double Chocolate. Um, And I can enjoy these because they are for the health-conscious person. These are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber fitness bars, so they are great for the keto diet. Because you are a loyal listener of Locked On, when you go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, you will get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at Built Bar. And with your purchase, you enter for the chance to win a free cooler. So head over to builtbar.com, use Locked On, and get 20% off your next order. Um, I, I liked, I thought Gino's response to his New Year's resolution was really interesting. Uh, and like I said, he, he thinks he might be over two come 2021. But um, I don't know. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Let us know at Locked On Women's Basketball. You can follow us at Locked On WBB. And if you want to share your New Year's resolutions with me, I'm at elindsay08. That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-0-8. And speaking of New Year's resolutions for Thursday's show tomorrow, I'm going to talk to you not so much about resolutions, but more so a a recap, some of the top stories that stood out to me, storylines that stood out to me in women's basketball. And then, of course, get you ready for some storylines that I would love to see in 2021. But without further ado, we're going to close out the show hearing from first Gino about his resolutions and then from Avina about how well she thinks coach We'll hold up his end of the bargain. As always, thank you for listening to Locked On Women's Basketball, and we'll catch you on the next show. Gabby, you want to go ahead? Yeah, Gino, every year when I've asked this, this time of the year, you've made it abundantly clear you don't like New Year's resolutions, but it's 2020, so has that changed for you? Do you have a New Year's resolution? Um. Well, uh, I don't know that I have a so much a, a, a resolution as I have aspirations. You know, I want 2021 to be 180 from 2020. Uh, I want it to be completely different. 
I want it to be a whole nother, whole nother experience for everybody, for, for us, you know, and what we do for our parents and grandparents, those of us that have them, um, for our grandkids and kids, those of us that have them. Uh, I want, I want it to just be different. I want it to be better. Um, you know, but in terms of new year's resolution, I told my team the other day when I saw them that I wanted to be a little more, um, cognizant of all the great things that we do. And, um, at the same time, you know, be able to focus on the things that we don't do well. So, uh, you know, my new year's resolution, you know, I want to be able to be better at seeing both sides of the coin instead of just trying to obsess about the things that I have to fix, you know, coaches by nature are fixers and you go to practice every day. I got to fix this. 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 And I need to, I think with a young team like this, a very young team, I need to be also very aware of the, of the really good things that we do and really try to accentuate those things. Um, so I would say if I can do that, which by the way, they were very skeptical. They told me, you know, that will last like half a day to our first practice, but I'm going to try to prove them wrong. You know, I'm going to try to be, be that person. Um, I want to, you know, drink less wine, but that'll even let that, that'll last less than my other one about being more positive. So there goes two that ain't going to happen. So I'm over two, I think, even before. But I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try those two things. Actually, no, I'm only going to try the first part. I'm not even going to try the second part. Forget it. Not going to happen. Why would I? If you want to get basketball smart, it starts with listening to Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today, wherever you get your podcasts. I wanted to actually ask you about uh, Coach's New Year's resolution. He mentioned that um, he's going to try and, you know, maybe take things in stride a little bit more and not press. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also mentioned to us, though, that he felt that y'all didn't really have any confidence that he could get that done. Uh, <laughs> well, there goes there goes the head shake. But tell me a little bit about that resolution and how hard you, you might think it is for Coach. <laughs> Listen. When he said that, we kind of all just looked at each other like, I knew for myself, when I see it, I'll believe it. But until then, coach is just going to be coached, and we've all accepted him for for what, for what how he coaches and what it is. So. Can't let the until guard. That day, until, until that day comes, you know, I think the resolution was, is a great idea. <laughs> Do I think it's going to be executed? I don't know. 
All right. Can't let the guard down, right? Right. <laughs> and how about for yourself? Um, you know, off the court, obviously, a lot of people are, are ready to rid themselves of 2021. But I'll ask mm. a two-parter for you. Is there anything that you actually off the court have been able to embrace that you would like to take with you moving forward? And maybe is there something new that you hope to um, bring into uh, more of your lifestyle and, and how you go about things in 2021? Um, I think 2020, to say the least, was a tornado and a spiral of many different things of just COVID and the racial injustices, you know, everything. Um, a lot of deaths happened this year. Um, family, non-family, uh, Kobe, like that whole situation. So I think it was just a lot of emotions. And for, especially for me, I think it was the eye-opener of 2020 was just... Uh, a kind of like a like a newsflash of looking at making sure you know what you have already is important mm-hmm. um you know a lot of people were coming into your focus of i'm gonna go get this or uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna have this by the end of the year or, uh, me and you were gonna do this this and that um but i don't think it was about that at all i think it was just this year making people realize of all the things that they already have. Um, so I think for me going into this this new year, making sure I value those things, value the people I already have in my life, my friends, my family, um, and then just not living every day like it can be your last because at the end of the day it can. And I don't want to get too deep, but, you know, it's, so tomorrow isn't, isn't promised at all. Whether I'm on the court and this is my last practice, you know, I never thought, uh, last this time last year, I think a couple of days, I think was it maybe Friday of last year, I was getting a surgery. You know, I never would have thought that tomorrow would have been my last practice last year. Mm-hmm. So, just thinking of how far I've come and just overall everything that's happened this year, and just really embracing and um, loving the people and all the support that I've had around me. So. Thank you. Oh.